This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by Ilumapure. They have the tagline, the Healthy Buildings Company. Their company was founded in 2016 as a joint venture between two lighting companies that just wanted to start to make disinfection LEDs. And guess what? They came out with their product. Their first one is their Air Guardian Micro, which is the one that I have and the one that I use. It is a game changer. I brought this on a local family trip that went right into our Jeep. It plugged in by USB. I have it in my office. I have it in my car. I even had it in the hotel room because why? We travel with pets and with kids. I wanted that perfect air quality on the road, on the go, no matter where we were. The second is their AQS. It's their indoor air quality monitoring system. This is incredible. You can actually go for their special link and you can order from their website, www.illumapure.com. Also, let me tell you, their product is a game changer with summer, with kids going in and out, with pets coming in and out, birthday parties, people, everything in general. All activities are able to be inside and outside your house without bringing it right through that back door. Again, make sure you order today at alumapure.com. Have that peace of mind in your great air quality, on the go, in your car, in your office, at home, in your kids' rooms, and everywhere and everything in between this special summer. Welcome to the Little Bit of Life podcast. I'm your host, Little, better known as Tabitha. A lot of you may know me from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. This podcast is dedicated to having the real, raw, and the occasional chats on topics of what we seem to think but don't say. Special guests will join me on these topics that have impacted me along the way. Very little is off limits. Tune in on your favorite streaming platform and be a part of the interview with videos on the Little Bit of Life podcast YouTube channel. Let's dive into these topics together, one voice, one story at a time. Hey guys, welcome into another special episode, a little bit of live podcast right here with your host, Little. I have on an amazing guest. All of my guests are amazing. I'm super excited for this special episode. I have on Mindy Kyle from Mindy Kyle Coaching. She is a certified international stepmom coach that is helping us stepmoms feel more empowered in our roles. Did you go right into this new role as a stepmom, guns blazing, ready to go? Maybe you're feeling that stepmom burnout. Maybe you're feeling like all of your issues and your concerns are those of your own and nobody understands what you're going through. That is until this moment, this episode with Mindy right now. All you need to remember in this special episode is be present. You're doing a fantastic job. Even if this wasn't the picture perfect idea of what you thought your stepmother role would be, you're still showing up and you are an incredible person. Sit back, enjoy today's special episode with Mindy and myself where we talk everything stepmoms, finding your role, accepting your role, and having a little bit of grace within the process. Hey guys, welcome into another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast here with your host, Little. I have the one and only Miss Mindy Kyle. When we are talking about stepmoms, she is the epitome of our sole survivor that we go to her website, she provides personal coaching, and she's someone that's allowing every single one of us to have a voice and be heard, and most important, be understood in our frustrations, in our good times, and our bad times. Mindy, welcome on. It's so good to have you on the podcast today. 
Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. When we talk about stepmom, what does that mean to you from when you first became a stepmom to where you are now? Because I feel like it is such this learning process that kind of evolves over time with ourselves. Yeah, it means a lot to me. I think I've been doing this now 14 years and actually this month. And so when I first came into this role as stepmom, I had these expectations or beliefs about what that needed to look like. And I was 24 years old and a lot of that came from my environment, society, what I had seen portrayed in movies and from people and family around me and what I needed to do as a stepmom in order to be quote unquote successful or the good stepmom. And I came in at 24 years old, guns blazing, trying to prove myself and what also to prove society right that, yes, I could do this. I could be an amazing stepmom and my stepkids could love me like their own. And my husband would think I'm amazing and we'd just be this perfectly blended family. And (laughs) what I think a lot of us stepmoms realize is that it doesn't totally fall in alignment that way, even if we sell our souls and give ourselves to our family members and our stepkids, um, it doesn't always equal the results that we hoped it would. Mm-hmm. And so over time, my perspective has shift, shifted more towards how can I love myself more as a stepmom? How can I support myself more as a stepmom? And how can I accept the reality around me, right? What is my family trying to tell me? They want this to look like also. And so it's more to me now a collaborative effort And also more about who I am as a person and my value as a person, aside from these roles and expectations that are placed on us. I love that because you really bring that empowerment to women, especially with what you do for your business and coaching and kind of being that mentor of not losing yourself in the process. And I love that you said you went in guns blazing. I think we all do that. We go in with this idea of picture perfect, of we're a blended family. They're going to love me. It's going to be great. And it also goes into, you know, with having stepchildren, it's dealing with, I always say the family that you did not create, but the family that was created for you. So you have some big shoes to fill and it comes with a lot of emotions and stuff that necessarily you don't know what it looks like until you're in it, until you've already put your feet in the pool, which always gives kind of stepmoms that feeling of, I have all these expectations. My partner has them. And it's interesting because I think we put, we put more of expectations on ourselves sometimes than we even imagined. And we're already setting that bar super high. So when you first started out as a stepmom, which congratulations, 14 years, that is amazing. That is incredible. Yes. I pat myself on the back every year that we get <laughs> another year. I'm like, we did it. Yes, because the statistics are staggering for second families and especially when there's kids involved. So we all know it's, it's something to celebrate when you're making it through it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you kind of went through what we call that stepmom burnout because you just went in full force and you just wanted to exceed all of your own expectations and be perfect? Do you feel like you went through that burnout period of, I feel like I'm losing myself. I'm, and a lot of times now it's summer, like we feel like we're losing our minds. We're losing control of our household and the problem starts internally with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely went through a stepmom burnout. That's actually what sort of was the catalyst for me starting my own healing journey and then becoming a coach because I was, like I said earlier, I essentially was selling my soul to this blended family at the expense of my own well-being. 
And I didn't even know that's what I was doing for many, many years. It took me a good, I would say seven or eight years to really hit that breaking point. And when I hit it, I really hit it. So I ended up going like a little backstory. I was having tremendous anxiety on transition days. My anxiety was like almost becoming unmanageable. I was really unhappy. I felt as though the relationships didn't look like I thought they should. I thought after this amount of time of me hustling for what I call hustling for your worth, you you just give and give and give and give, hoping in return that you'll get all the things you were really desperately needing from the people around you. I wasn't seeing the results of that. And it was so depleting and overwhelming and just debilitating at times because I thought, well, I've given everything and it's not panning out. So what now? Right. And so I actually went on a retreat to Sedona um, for five days. It was like an extensive healing retreat and it just started this whole healing catalyst. And I realized a lot of the patterns I had created through becoming a stepmom, questioning my worth, questioning my ability to make decisions, questioning my place and my value in this family. Uh, it started there. And so I realized I have to shift this. I have to find a way to find my own value and my own worth and create it from myself internally and then let the chips fall as they fall in my family um, and let people have their own journeys, right? And I'm on mine and they're on theirs, but I'm no longer not going to hustle for my value in this family. That's kind of where it started. Mm -hmm. I think with social media being so accessible to us as stepmoms, it's really our sense of community and support, but it also comes with almost this negative aspect of us comparing ourselves to other families. And I always remind people when they say, oh, you just, you know, you, you and your stepdaughter are bonding so well and so quickly. It is social media and we're showing the good and you don't see the struggles. But I think with this magnitude of the divorce rate and then blended families really coming to the forefront, we're getting a lot of women that are talking now about that stepmom burnout and talking about the failures. And it's okay to bring those negative aspects to that part of being a stepmom because it's normal. And, you know, we've seen that in movies. Stepmoms are not the favorite. They are you, you know, you're going to go through those moments of, you know, I just, where do I fit? How do I fit? So how does this work when you're kind of going through that and you're finding your own journey in yourself? How does that work in communicating that to your partner? That's a big one. Oftentimes though, I think our perspectives need to shift a little bit about this idea of what partnership really is. A lot of times we feel as though our partners have to agree with us in order to be successful or happy, right? And that's really not the goal. The goal is actually to understand each other, but not to persuade the other person to jump on your bandwagon. Um, and that's this idea of two things can be true at the same time. I think that's one of the healthiest things we can do as stepmoms in this partnership is that his perspective will be different than yours. And that is okay. That can be just as true as your perspective as a stepmom. It's not the size. I, the goal should be that we aren't trying to convince them of our experience. We're just trying to understand them. And when we come into these partnerships and anytime we have an argument or there's something stressful in our lives, if our goal is understanding, we're going to hold space for not only our experience and validate our experience. We're not going to shame ourselves. We're not going to blame ourselves. We're not going to uh, judge ourselves for these feelings as stepmoms because stepmoms go through, not only is there 
expectations from our partners and our family, but societal expectations have been placed on us that you have to love these kids just like your own. And that if you have any hard feelings towards them or uh, resentment, or we don't want to spend all of the time in the world with our stepkids, that we are bad stepmoms and there's something broken with us. Mm-hmm. That's not true at all. And so when we can hold space for ourselves and compassion for ourselves and our experience that it's valid and real and we're allowed to feel all of the hard emotions we feel. And also our partners can have a different experience and we can hold space for that and allow them to experience something very different than us in the same household. That's okay. That's a part of these two things can be true, right? And that's where I think the foundation is laid for these blended family partnerships. That's really what we can work off of to make it successful. I agree. I think the hardest part that I hear from so many is trying to find their place because I think there's this massive shift in, you know, women empowerment and feeling you are the head of the household, but you also have a career and you're balancing everything at the same time, which gets very hectic. Then you throw in those transition days, which brings high anxiety. You're creating a routine and you're also having your stepchildren come in and kind of throwing off your balance of how your household and your routine and your structure has been. A lot of women that I've talked to in that stepmom role, they state, you know, we have have a really hard time with our partners being a partner and a parent at the same time. Like, where do I fit? Where does our relationship is the child first or am I first? And I think that's a lot of different feelings that come up with being a stepmom is who's first. And I love that you say that, you know, there's not a right and a wrong. It's everybody can have their own truth, but it's about communicating and feeling that you're heard and listened to. It's something that I struggled a lot, you know, being a new stepmom in my household of, you know, my child comes first always. Okay. But I'm also your partner. So it's finding that communication balance respectfully, which is really hard. And then really understanding, like I always say, it's not a race. There is no winning trophy of first place. We both are equal in the household in our needs, but our needs of what we need from you are different from a partner and a parent aspect. And I think that's really hard. I always try and say it's really hard for bio parents to kind of divide themselves Because we're here stating, hey, I need you, I need you, I need you. But when you have those transitions for, you know, even for the summer coming up for the month or even a couple weekends a month, it's really hard to kind of put yourself in your partner's shoes. And I think that's kind of a hard balance as a stepmom to kind of think, okay, maybe my feelings need to be put aside for a moment. And when you do that, you have the time to work on yourself. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the stories we tell ourselves about what we're making it mean. So like when we put our our needs aside, a lot of times we do it from a place of like, oh, I guess I'm second best, right? It's our intention behind it that really matters. Putting your needs aside for a moment doesn't mean you put them aside with your own priority. You can take care of your needs on your own too and make your needs and wants a, a, a of utmost priority for you. We don't always need our partners to do the same. And I know that feels for a lot of people that feels icky. They're like, no, but I do. I need that validation from my husband or my partner. I need him to know that I'm valued and I need to feel that from him. And I understand that need and desire. But when you get really good at taking care of yourself, you actually realize you don't need it as much as you thought. Mm-hmm. That he can hold space for his needs and and also support you. And you can also, when he's unable do it for yourself. And so in situations where you, again, like you said, like I need to put my, maybe I'll set it aside for now or whatever it may be. That's great. I think that's great. What's the intention behind it. And then how it's not about going without your needs being met. It's like, how can I meet them? If my partner can't right now, that's okay. 
what's the story I'm telling myself about this? Am I telling myself that it means I'm less, that he doesn't value me, that it, we're not a real marriage? Like there's so many stories that happen here or I'm second best or I'm always going to be taking second place to his kids or, you know, the stories play a huge part in this. If we can dismantle that and not believe those stories, because they're always optional, a lot of us forget, right? Our brain's job is to feed us information constantly. It's trying to analyze our our environments and look for threat. And it sees being second place, right, as a threat, an actual threat to our survival, even though it's not. And so choosing to either believe that or to not believe it is the biggest thing you can do in your life is just to separate from your brain, essentially to say, okay, I can hear the story. I'm telling myself I'm second best. Do I want to actively believe that? Do I think that's true? And is that helpful or is it hurtful to me in creating the life I want? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I think being thrown into being a stepmother and, you know, you're going through those transitions with yourself of learning who you are. You're also kind of dividing your own time of, you know, when you're used to like myself, I don't have my own children. So my time was my time. And then when I met my partner, it was us against the world. And then you throw in a child and you're like, okay, how am I dividing where I still have my time and it's that societal guilt of, you know, how dare you put yourself first? You know, you have a family, you have a child. Yes, but you still have to come first. You have to take care of yourself. And I love, especially looking at your website, which I'll put the description in the bio to head over. I think we've all done this. We hit that moment of, okay, there's actually a lot more things I need to fix, but is it with the family unit or myself? And then you read all the self-help books and you go to all of the forums and you go to all the blogs. And you then start getting more frustrated. I mean, I did this myself. I was constantly reading every night and I'm like, okay, what is wrong with me? And I love that you provide this for stepmoms of coaching of every scenario is different. We may all be on the same similar journey, but every relationship and every stepmom's lifestyle is going to be completely different. So I love that you're not just saying, go read that new, you know, stepmom book, that self, they're there, but really honestly, like they don't understand us through those words on the pages. No. And I think one of the most important things you can do as a stepmom is, and I do this a lot in coaching, is you get to create the role you want for you as a stepmom, right? That is so important. So many of us look outside of us for somebody else to tell us how to do things, right? A lot of people come to me in coaching and are like, tell me exactly what to do. I'll do it. And if you can guarantee it'll make me happy, then like I will work, I will do everything, right? And I'm like, no, 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 girl. <laughs> no, you're going to create this role for yourself because that is the only way it's going to be successful. And that takes hard work. It takes diving into your triggers, your insecurities, looking at the ways you are defaulting in your brain to this story, that story, Right. But there is no one size fits all for this stepmom role. You have to create it yourself and you just have to do it in a way that feels aligned for you and your partner and your family. There is no right, wrong, good, bad, evil stepmom, perfect stuff. There's none of that. You get to decide what works for you. And then when you come from a place of joy, empowerment, happiness, like this is aligned it doesn't matter whether you are only seeing your stepkids one day a month or you are a full-time stepmom, but your partner steps in and does all of the parenting, or maybe you are the stepmom who does all of the parenting, loves those kids like her own, has an amazing bond, whatever it is, if it's aligned with you, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. 
Mm-hmm. I think we always look for that validation from others first before we validate ourselves. It's, you know, I'm doing the hard work and I'm loving a child that's not mine and I'm parenting. And especially, you know, with this episode coming out for the summer, there's a lot of blended families that we're going to go through some hard times and it's normal because our routine is changing. Our schedules are changing. We might do pick up and drop off more often. We might have, you know, our stepchildren for the full month or the full summer, which leads to irritation. So I love the fact that you are willing to allow women to create their foundation individually for who they are and what works. Cause so many people think, okay, I mean, I've been told this, especially through my journey from outside friends and those that have, you know, done stepmothering for way longer than I have. And it's always that you're still new. It's all going to pan out. Just give it a little bit more time. And there's no such thing. It, you know, it's endless up and down. It's a roller coaster. You're going to have great times and you're going to have hard times. It's part of life. There's no magic book. There is no magic day that once you hit that, you know, one, two, five, ten year marker. No, because wait, believe me, I was waiting for that day. <laughs> like it doesn't exist. And I think it's, I love what you offer so many women. Because when we go to our community and we go to our support system, we're always told like, oh, yeah, I went through that. You know, it gets better. But when it doesn't get better, you're constantly reaching out for that survival rope of, wait a minute, I thought it was going to get better. And now, like, I'm going through this, you know, really difficult time. Oh, well, I went through that. Just keep going. So I love mm-hmm. that you're giving women the power to create their life and their home life on their own. And I think that's crucial because that's not explained before you become a stepmom. It's not in those self-help books. And I think every woman, I love your motto, it's stop suffering and start thriving. Like right there, if you're listening, aren't you ready to just get to that moment and just have a little bit of grace and peace with yourself that can kind of bleed into your family home? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think it takes a lot of courage to decide that you want to do it different, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I mean, we're so conditioned as women to to be people pleasers, to take care of everyone, to not put it, to accommodate our family, to not put our needs first. And I think that really plays into this. I see this a lot of stepmoms that they are worried about what first everyone will think of them if they, if they choose what's best for them. If it doesn't fit society's narrative about what mothers should be, they worry that they'll be judged or that they are wrong for doing this and for choosing what's best for them. And I think That is unfortunately what a lot of women struggle with in general, whether you're a stepmom or not, right? Choosing the the path that works best for you and truly feels aligned isn't always what society is going to praise you for. Mm -hmm. And that is just getting comfortable with discomfort. Mm -hmm. We have to be comfortable with holding space for other people's disapproval because the truth is when you choose this path as a stepmom in particular that works best for you, it may not be praised by the people around you. In fact, people may be openly judgmental or criticize the way you choose to show up. And that is just something you are going to have to deal with if you want to pursue what feels aligned to you. It's like developing the ability to get comfortable with discomfort, right? And other people's approvals or Mm -hmm. disapprovals. I think people's disapprovals and approvals puts us kind of into this box. I know this was a very hard thing for me. I went to college and I had this great career and I lived this great life. And, you know, like I like I said, I met my partner and it was us against the world. And then we had a child that came into it and I knew he was a father and I loved and embraced that lifestyle. And then comes society's expectations of, okay, well, now you're a stepmom. So when are you going to have your own? When are you going to have your own baby? And it was this pressure that I still get of so many people 
example of, you know, why don't you want to have children? Well, one, I'm about to be 38. So I think my little clock has, you know, met its match, which is fine, but it's always been a personal decision. And then it was one of, you know, kind of that feeling of guilt of, am I less than because I don't have my own children and it's communicating. I talked to my partner and it was one where we were kind of on the same page. He was like, I don't want to feel like I'm replacing my child and have, you know, an ours baby, which is so common now, especially in blended families of, you know, we would have our child that gets all of my time. And then how do I split that where I don't see my own biological child as much? So that throws in a whole other thing to the mix. And when I talk to stepmothers that are like feeling that pressure of I'm a stepmom and everybody's reaction is, okay, well, when are you going to have a baby? It's, it's this huge thing of, you know, you're blended, but now become more blended, which brings a lot of anxiety and pressure to women that may be figuring out that stepmother role and they're thrown into then kind of dividing their time. And again, they're switching the roles of being the parent and the partner at the same time, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. I think this is a common thing too. The decision to have a ours baby is a big one and it does add in new complexities to the situation, right? With Especially with a partner who has kids that are going in between households and then all of a sudden you have a kid who's full time in one household. And in my experience, it's it's less of a problem than what we anticipate, right? For people who actually do go through that. I had my uh, two of ours kids together and um, the my mind went wild before I had my children thinking of all of the problems that we are going to run into all the way to 20 years down the road, right? We do this as women. We're like preemptively worrying about that comment that's going to be made when they're 18, right? Like it's just ridiculous sometimes. But (laughs) I realized very soon after having the kids that all of these stressors really weren't as big as I thought they were. And I think that can play into so many different other situations, right? We we, we worry so much about all of the bad that could happen mm-hmm. and we forget to look at all of the amazing that could happen, right? And just trust ourselves that whatever comes our way, we can handle it. We can handle it because we've handled everything up until now. Yeah. We have the, the skill set to handle it. Choosing to not have a baby is is something I think that is a beautiful decision. It's a beautiful right that we has, have as women and a lot of us don't exercise it enough, right? We feel, I hear, I hear from so many stepmoms. In fact, lately I've had so many clients, um, they're all on the same theme that said, I felt so much pressure to have ours baby. I felt so much pressure from society, from our family saying that it was the right thing to do. Um, and they were so conflicted. And I think that goes back to this idea of just sitting with other people's discomfort, right? Your decision to not have a baby and your ability to sit with that discomfort And what other people may throw your way is a beautiful thing because it's not yours to carry. That's theirs, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to quiet the noise from everybody else and just really decide on what feels good for you, what feels good with your life. That's what matters here. So for listeners that are tuning in, we are in the depths of summer vacation, which comes a lot of free time and it comes a lot of responsibility of planning and coordinating schedules and dealing with the bio parents and pick up and drop off. So if we have a new stepmom or maybe one that is very skilled for years and years and years, I feel like we all get that stressor on us of, we did it. Like, here it is. And it's summer and it comes with all kinds of stress and anxiety. What advice would you give to somebody that may be kind of on that brink of that stepmom burnout and handling summer while still keeping your sanity and your self-love along the way? 
Mm, that's so hard. Well, <laughs> here's the thing is it's so hard because the, most of our year is structured a certain way. And then we've got this small window of time that it's like all rules go out the window. It's weird because custody arrangements completely shift. Um, the amount of time we have to spend with our stepkids or our bio kids or our whatever kids, right? kids in general are hard mm-hmm. during the summer. So we just, it amplifies the amount of time, contact time we have with these kids. And one of the first things I tell stepmoms is to really manage their expectations for how much they can accomplish during the summer. So many of us have these really grandiose ideas of this super woman we're going to be during the summer. We're going to do all the vacations, all of the fun things, and we're going to work a full-time job, and we're going to keep the house clean, and we're going to have an amazing connection with our husband and have a ton of fun, and we're going to have enough time for girls' night out and concerts. And like, come on, really? We have to be realistic. I don't know why it is like most of the year we have pretty realistic expectations when summer comes and we're like, we're going to do everything and we're going to be happy and we're not going to be stressed. Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) we have to manage. So first just doing um, an expectation audit. How much am I expecting of myself this summer? Is it realistic? Can I make this happen? And, and and do I need to adjust this perspective? Right. Mm -hmm. It's being okay with not, doing everything and not being everything for everyone. That is the first step because so many of us put that pressure on ourselves as stepmoms to just be amazing, be on all summer and have so much fun, but that's just not good Mm self-care. So manage your expectations and then you have to plan in advance time away. So you've got to schedule it so that it doesn't, your summer doesn't go by. And then by the end, you're just like pulling your hair out and wanting to scream because there was no time away. There was no time for you. You didn't set boundaries. That's really important. Find time to drop the guilt. Even if you just have to go away for two days by yourself, because you know, you've got the kids. Some of my stepmom clients have the kids for like three weeks on three weeks off. Mm -hmm. If you're like, if you know your pattern and you're going to be drowning by week a week and a half in, you've got to preemptively plan. So take care of yourself in advance. Look at what you can do to set yourself up for success. If you know that you hate bedtime routine and it's just triggering for you, then turn that over to your partner. Find the ways in which you can tick off those boxes that are like, the most stressful for you. I always tell this to my clients. We recently, we had a class where we did, um, it's called tolerance audit. And so you list the things that you have the lowest tolerance for, and then you go all the way down the list, do like as many as you need. But some, some women went like 25 deep. And then the first five are the ones they know that they have very little tolerance for. And I tell them oftentimes as women, we have this running list of all 25 in our head and we think we have to fix them all. Mm-hmm. right? No, just write down and realize what the top five are and address the top five. Even if you can't eliminate those top five, you find a way to help have people help you. So like bedtime routine, if you hate it and it just stresses you out and it pisses you off for the rest of the night and you're like, I don't have a tolerance for it. It's my lowest tolerance thing. Turn it over to your partner. Mm-hmm. Think about the load that will take off on a nightly basis and how much happy you're, you will be. You don't have to fix all 25. Fixing one can feel amazing. Go get a bubble bath while your partner puts them to bed and your whole day will be different. Yeah. 
I think it's communicating, especially because when we go all in, it's learning how to communicate that you need to pull back. I think that is the hardest thing because so many, even our partners think, you know, well, you did this in the beginning. Why don't you want to do it now? You don't want to be a part of the household. You don't love my child like you used to. And that's not the case. But I mean, my partner says it all the time. I can't stand the phrase, but now I'm starting to kind of get it. He's like a closed mouth does not get fed. And I realized I was internalizing frustrations. And like you said, the tolerance and there were things that just they drove me crazy and they pissed me off. But I kept internalizing that and still kind of going through with it because I I just came with this mentality of I started it and I can't quit. It's like this inner self of I have to be perfect. I have to go through with this. And it was something where I had to physically stop in that moment and say, I'm I'm not happy and I'm not comfortable. And what is that doing for the family dynamic? Because I'm showing very kind of just rude, short behavior to my partner, which is then the child's picking up on it. She's starting to kind of interact with us in that same way. I'm doing a disservice to my household by not speaking up. And I think so many of us struggle with that pullback because it's the guilt, but also kind of how we're perceived of you don't love my child. You're not part of the family dynamic. Why? Why? And that's the problem that I really had to find of, I don't need to give an explanation. I just need to take care of myself and say, this is what's important to me. And this is what I need from myself. And I think when I did that, it was a game changer, but I lived with guilt for so long when I had to pull back. And that's something that's never explained to stepmoms until you're in it. And then you're feeling guilty of, I failed. I failed myself. I failed the family. I failed my partner. And that's crucial. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to this blueprint we carry in our, our brains about, what our, our role needs to look like. And that's why it's so important. We do an audit on that because the blueprint is basically like the, the unconscious vision for what you feel you have to do in order to be a good stepmom or what you feel is expected of you. And a lot of times these things are exactly that they're unconscious in our brain. We've never decided to actually actively look at them and choose them on purpose. They're just created for us. And then we don't realize they're operating under the surface, but they are. So like you said, you became really aware of how you were operating, how you came in and chose to operate in the beginning, and then realized it wasn't working for you and needed to make a shift. And that's where I feel like a lot of stepmoms get stuck because they get overwhelmed with guilt and shame and they make it mean that they're a bad stepmom, but they're not. That's just what their brain's telling them is happening, but it's not true. They get to decide who they want to be. And that's where they get to feel most empowered. The beauty of this is on the other end of it, once we can hold space for our shame and our guilt, right? And move past it, get uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. We then move into alignment with who we are. And then we get to show up in a really beautiful way. We are empowered. We're happy. We are more ourselves, our relationships flourish. Not to say that life isn't still going to be 50-50. There's still hard stuff, but you will not carry the resentment that everybody else can feel around you. It's more in alignment with who you're meant to be, which truly benefits everyone in our lives. Mm -hmm. For those that are listening and you're like, I need this. I need this in my life. This came at the perfect time. How do we sign up with you? And what do you offer for stepmoms? Like you said, to give that power and the empowerment back to them. They can always go to my website to apply to work with me. Right now I'm offering one-on-one -on -one clients only, but we will be doing a empowered stepmom group course come in the fall. Um, but one-on-one -on -one is a really powerful way to dive into your unique stressors. What do you have going on in your life that is 
challenging for you specifically. And then we work through creating, like we just talked about, what do you, who do you want to be? Let's create this from scratch based on your own unique needs and desires and wants for life, because that is exactly what we need to do to find the kind of life and role as a stepmom that feels good right? Because it's a hard job. So you got to love the, you know, the road and the journey along the way, because it's, it's, it's a long one. I mean, I'm in here 14 years. So (laughs) it's a long one. You always wonder, am I going to get through this? But I love how you said through this episode, you get through the really hard times, even those moments you didn't think that you would get through. You're strong, but it's creating that boundary for yourself and then just finding who you are again. Because I think a lot of times we dive in so quickly and we just go all guns blazing and then we do that burnout. And then it's almost of, do I fit here? Where am I supposed to fit? How am I supposed to kind of reintroduce myself? You don't have to do that. Society tells you you have to, but really you don't. It's what happens between your four walls, between you and your partner and your family of what works for you. So I love that you offer this to so many women. I think it's crucial. And I'm going to put all your information in the bio description. Go ahead and sign up for that 101. Because I always say, what do you have to lose? And at this point, you have everything to gain for yourself. And maybe what works for one does not work for another. I'm learning that in this stepmom community and in my support group of inner friends of it's great to have that person to call and kind of bounce some things off and vent to. But a lot of times you get, oh, I've been there. I've done that. Just keep going or it gets better or what you're feeling is normal. OK, but that's not helping improve your life on your own. And it doesn't always get better. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I've coached stepmoms who have been in this 20 years and the pattern still remained. It was because there needed to be shifts. And so you do have to do the work or it will stay the same. There is something to be said about just letting time pass. That's true. Some things um, people need time to ease into and adjust and get familiar with each other. There's a there's a piece of that that's true. But there is a lot to be said about doing the work and really purposefully creating your future, mm-hmm. not just letting it be to the wind, right? Just throwing it to the wind and just saying, I hope it works, right? No, let's like create it on purpose. Let's get very intentional about the kind of life you want to live. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for your time and coming on and speaking. Hopefully this episode so many women, I want stepmoms to feel empowered. And I want us not to kind of put ourselves into this box of this is just the way my life is supposed to be. And I just have to continue with the motion. Like she said, you can change it. You can change the pattern. You can change the routine and you can change your life, but it starts with you. And even if you're listening, you may say, well, I've told my partner a hundred times, nothing changes. That's okay. Because like Mindy said, you don't have control of your partner. It's not who's right and who's wrong. You just have to do what works best for you. And then kind of put that, you know, action into motion. So thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. And I can't wait for stepmoms all over to hear this, especially now. We all need it. Thanks so much. This is so fun. It means the world to me that you chose to spend your time right here with me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And don't forget to head over and rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform to bring others along this journey with us for next week's episode. And subscribe on the Little Bit of Life YouTube channel for upcoming videos and live action to come. Have you joined in on all of my adventures? Be sure not to miss a moment on Instagram at littlecuteoneaz. Let's share these stories to more that need to be in the know. I will catch you on the next episode. And remember, be good to others and be good to you.